0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host, Colin Hallboom, joined by my trustworthy, good-looking co-host, Mr. Scott Capron. Hey, man. Uh, don't
1: know if either of those two are true, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I totally blanked. Um, so that's just what came to mind. <laughs> well,
1: that's that's a pretty good default. Hey, pretty good. Better than what my wife says. So, awesome.
0: Um. So yeah, we are happy to be here. It's a victory Monday, and finally we have reached the NFL playoffs. Uh, This episode I titled Tampa 2 seed because, of course, the infamous Tampa 2 defense. But in this case, it applies to the Buccaneers playoff seeding as they received a late gift yesterday in the afternoon slate of games uh, when the San Francisco 49ers came back and beat the Rams to uh, give the Buccaneers what they needed to uh to finish with the two seed in the nfc so obviously that is huge for bucks fans um before we go go any further i'm just gonna add our buddy boat in into the chat here he has just shown up here we are bo what's Whoa. up my man what's going on sorry fellas there you're he good. is you're good i was just uh just kind of giving us a little outline of the show so um, yeah, so the Buccaneers, so that was awesome. Matt Stafford threw an interception late, and uh, and the Niners closed it out. So that was huge for the Bucs. But in terms of yesterday, I just want to talk about that game quickly. Buccaneers won 41-17 versus the Panthers. Uh, to cap off what's been a very interesting season for the Buccaneers, uh, we've talked about it all year, so for lots of reasons, and we don't need mm-hmm. to you know continue talking about the things we have. But all said and done, they come away with the two seed, same record as, as the, uh, MVP favorite Aaron, mm. Aaron Rodgers led Packers now too, which was, a you know, which was a, a, an advantage he had over Brady in the MVP discussion, but we talked about that last week. So I don't think much has changed there. Um, anyway, did you, I know you guys probably, uh, I don't know if you guys caught a ton of the bucks game yesterday. I, I obviously watched it all and as did, uh, most of our viewers, I'm sure. So, uh, do you guys have any I, thoughts in terms of the result at least yesterday between the Bucs and the Panthers or what, what transpired?
2: Um. Yeah, I watched it. I got a little bit, uh, I, I guess, a little bit of a rewatch while I was trying to get through my workday. That's probably why I'm a little bit late getting here because I, I have more work to do <laughs> than I originally thought. Um, but yeah, like their defense and their offense, it just seems like they come out flat at the start of games, right? Like I just hope that that's not going to be – happening in the playoffs and yeah i just saw this comment come through the catch by Perriman was one of the things that i was going to bring up that toe drag just unbelievable body control um that was fun to watch um and i think one thing when i was like kind of perusing reddit when i was using the free time that i thought i had today um everyone's talking about Devin white still and it's something we've brought up on this podcast a few times um it's it's a tough watch a really tough watch um he's out of control really fast but he's out of control he ends up behind the quarterback when he is rushing if not he gets blocked fairly easily or pushed off the line fairly easily um and yeah he runs really hard to a missed tackle and then trots behind a running back or whoever is the ball carrier it's 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 kind of tough to watch his guys that we were just all on the devon white train last year so
0: mm. um Five tackles in his last two games, both those games without Levante David, a time when his defense really needs him to step up. Uh, of course, the Buccaneers were able to overcome that issue. But moving forward, I mean, it's got to change, and it's got to change right now, especially if Levante isn't back for next game. Uh, Todd Simpson on Facebook says uh, Devin White is on a milk cart, and he missed it. Uh, well said. Well said, Todd. We've been looking for him for for several weeks now. Um,
1: it's it's one of the more shocking. Um, I don't know. I just thought Devin White constant like that's not going to be yeah. an issue. You know what I mean? That was like a set it and forget it at the start of the season, and then it's just it's it's strange that he just has has regressed here. I mean, who knows? Bad year. It's not like he can't come back. It's not like he can't have a great playoff run. We've seen him. We've seen him excel. We've seen him raise his level. But I, I just I'm just so so surprised by it.
0: Yeah, the his slack is gone. Like, you know, if he comes yeah. to play and yeah. he plays anywhere, if he plays half as well as he did uh, last year's playoff run, I think no, no. Uh, we, we will welcome him back with open arms. Yeah. I would
1: say. Um, um, so. Yeah, Cole, so I, I had the game on. I, it was kind of like on the on the third screen, though, because there was some other more uh, intriguing playoff, um, you know, ramification-type matchup. Although, to be fair, one of them was Ravens-Steelers. Tough watch. Tough, tough watch. Oh, my God. Not that yeah. I was expecting anything else, but oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but, you know, they gave up, like, the Bucks gave up the first touchdown. And, you know, they were kind of whatever, hemming and hawing for a bit offensively. They, they scored 41. They put 41 up on them. And I know Carolina's awful. They quit. They, I think, looks like, to me, like, they put on the coach, but he's coming back next year. Um, but 41, I mean, they were churning it out. Brady going back in to get Gronk his bonus was pretty awesome, yeah. and uh, I th- all things considered, a pretty a pretty positive, um, you know, week eighteen game heading into the playoffs.
0: Totally, like you know, it's it's kind of become a theme, right? It almost feels like every week we're talking about the Buccaneers starting slow, and Bo likes yeah. to yeah. Bo likes to really harp on it, which is fair, which is totally fair because you your expectations are so high for this team as they should yeah. be
1: both uh, talking about it as
0: he's talking about uh, you
1: know wasting work time on reddit talking about slow <laughs> starts over here oh my goodness man
2: it's very true the <laughs> irony is the yeah. irony like and and then you got to turn it on in the second half right after lunch <laughs> yeah it's exactly. over great right, call it
0: great call yeah. it, capron Oh, you know um but yeah i mean brady was fantastic though this game so so the bucks started slow the defense couldn't tackle anyone it was a huge issue in the first half winfield and whitehead
2: looked like the only guys on the team who knew how to tackle isn't uh, that kind of psychotic like if you like now that i'm like we can take that micro view like at the start of this year we were like okay this bucks defense is going to be by far like by far like the best run defense that's could possibly assemble this nfl season and to be like, yeah, they can't tackle by week eighteen. It's insane.
0: Yeah, and like again, you know, I to ring this bell once more. They're missing a lot of guys, a lot of important mm-hmm. players, right? So like that can't be can't be overstated, um, because if we're going to evaluate them based on like these games' performance coming down the stretch, you have to acknowledge the fact that they're missing tons of their defensive leaders and and their best player on that side of the ball and Levante David. Um, don't you
1: think it's Don't you think it's wild though, Colin? Like. Um... They're the number one run defense in the NFL. But if certain people just tuned in to a few games like a, a, a like a choice couple of games, they would be th- this, this team, these this is the number one run defense in the in the league. Yeah. It's hard to imagine, but I mean it happens.
0: Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Because you're totally right. And again, it just comes down to the NFL being batshit crazy <laughs> and such yeah. a week such a week to week sport. Like, a, yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, there's times when the New Orleans Saints look like they have the best defense I've seen in a while, especially in terms yeah. of the run. And then there's times when they get abused. I mean, except for the Chargers, right? They're always just giving up, giving up yards on the ground. They're consistent at least.
2: They, I thought they kind they, of shorted yeah, up. Yeah. To, oh, we'll get to the Chargers. We're not like, talking about yeah. that. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we'll, about, we'll yeah, get yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah,
0: they made the title. They made the title of oh the episode. God. Um, but sorry, so Brady, you know. He did all he could do to really solidify his candidacy for the MVP award, which seems to be a foregone conclusion, depending what sports book you look at or whoever you hear talking in terms of uh, Aaron Rodgers' award. Brady, you know, extended his touchdown lead, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 29 for 37. He was really good. Uh, You mentioned that beautiful catch by Brashad Perriman. Him and Tyler Johnson had five catches each. Yeah. Which I really like to see. I think that's super important. Scotty Miller got involved, got in the end zone on an, uh, a handoff, took it to the house. I mean, this is what I've been wanting to see is something from those guys. Cyril Grayson, unfortunately, left with a hamstring. Yeah, uh, same with Jamal Dean. I don't know what it is with hamstrings in Tampa Bay these last couple of seasons, but my God, yeah.
1: fire the trainer,
0: fire the get him out of there, fire, fire it's the, the humidity.
1: It's yeah, it's it. That's right, not doing something.
0: But I thought humidity like or like helped with with that stuff. I don't know. I guess maybe it's like too elastic and you get hit and you, I don't know. Yeah. Let's stay in our lane, I guess. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's not not a docking spot. (laughs)
1: Let's let's keep guessing about hamstrings. (laughs) I think that's the
0: move. Um, One thing that doesn't take much (laughs) guessing, though, is debating who is the most accomplished tight end in the history of football, at least to typically Rob Gronkowski went. Seven for one thirty-seven, um, chalking on a million dollars worth of incentives. I don't know. If oh saw, my
1: god!
0: Saw towards the end of the, towards the end of the game, Brady didn't want to go out until he got Gronk's incentives. So I hope Antonio Brown was watching that. I'm not talking about Antonio Brown, by the way. I just won't do it.
1: No, but there's I'll, so much to talk about.
0: It's just if we have, yeah, to, we're done. I just yeah, I, I love with you on There's so much to talk about, like positive things. I just want to us to be past antonio brown like i really okay. don't know what else has to be said aside from um i stand with bruce arians uh, hey i
1: agree and yeah. i you know i'd be i'd be siding with that as well but it's just like oh my like there's just more antonio brown clips coming out he was basically doing like a movie release-esque media tour this week talking about whatever happened those yeah. Okay. Sorry. We're not talking about it as I talk about it, but um, yeah,
0: I'd rather yeah. talk. I'd rather talk about Mike Evans, just adding to his record that he broke last year in terms of consecutive seasons with a thousand yeah. yards receiving. Yeah. He broke Randy Moss's record last year. He he adds on to it another another thousand yard receiving season. Throw two tutties in the mix, six receptions, eighty nine yards. It was easy money at the sports book for your boy, because he knows that Bruce Arians, and Tom Brady like to get their guys their incentives, so. That was going to be on on the, uh, the the short list of things to accomplish yesterday versus the Carolina Panthers, and it was. The incentive,
1: the incentive stuff in Week 18 is as exciting as anything throughout the season. Honestly, I was really tracking it. Like I think it was Schefter who put out the uh, the tweet, or maybe it was an Instagram post with all of the different ones, like the notable ones. Um, yeah. I'm watching the first drive of Indy Jacksonville. Marvin Jones needs four catches for 500 grand. He's got three catches. Like I was, I was, it was, I was going nuts. It was unreal
0: for sure. And you know, Scott, you know how I texted you. I know you were proud of me when I told you I bet an under, like I'm, I'm maybe the first under I've ever bet.
1: Yeah. I thought one of your kids might've had your phone
0: and it was like my favorite (laughs) player. It was my, it was Jamar chase under just because he needed 12 yards to break the record. And his over under was 56. To break the yeah, Bengals' they, uh, rookie receiving record or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so and he had to catch up, up the
1: sideline and then took him they, out, right?
0: Then they took him out. So that just felt yeah. like easy money. Um, so, you know, anyway, you're right. It's a super intriguing subplot it's that so only, fun. only exists. Especially this year, it seemed different with the 17 games because I feel like more people were in the running for certain uh, certain achievements they otherwise wouldn't have been, obviously.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're, you know, the – the the goals or the stats or whatever were prorated in these contracts to try to like to to account for the extra game but um yeah there are some interesting ones out there for sure um yeah the, the Justin one was Jefferson awesome.
2: one speaking of one that didn't hit Justin Jefferson I think it was like 17 yards he ended up being short of Randy Moss's record oh, and man. Zimmer was just getting absolutely annihilated by the fans they were just booing him nonstop because they oh. they like just didn't get it didn't get them the ball um, they were running the ball when they could have just thrown it to him, and then they took it. What a knee. did they expect? Yeah, did they think I think like it was be, over? I guess,
1: yeah, did they think he was going to be cognizant of that or care about that? Or, like, come, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. yeah, know your audience, people. Like, yeah, come on, true. he's the worst. He got fired today as a result.
0: Yeah, what I was going to say, was was Ziggy Wilf, the uh, chairman and owner of the Minnesota Vikings, one of those fans booing because, yes. uh, they got what they wanted. Um, I want to hit a couple comments here. Um, t- some good comments. we got Russell Schoeder. Damn, man. I hope you tell me how to pronounce your name right. Shoehart, Shoeheart. That sounds right. Thanks, Scott. Russell mm-hmm. Shuhart watching us on YouTube. Bucks banner. Let's go. Niners did the damn thing. That catch by Perriman, though. Um, and talking about it's Miller time. And then he goes <laughs> on to say um, that the, the Bucks M.O., they've always been a second half team. Thank God Evans is okay. I agree with that because we ran him out here when he was a little banged up. Banged up uh, these last yeah. couple of weeks, so and no more Brown f him. So we're all on the same page with our guy <laughs> with our guy Russell on YouTube. Uh, Todd Simpson uh, or sorry Craig Hester on Facebook. Can we send our corners on some blitzes? Got to apply more pressure from safeties or corners. Uh, Winfield registered a sack yesterday, but again Winfield's just everywhere all the time. Yeah. The guy's like bulletproof, matchup proof. He doesn't have bad games, it seems. Um, and that's one of those things, like talking about if you're someone who watches the Bucks every week, that's a guy whose consistency, and again, my consistency in saying it is probably annoying, but it's it really is unbelievable how consistent this guy is. Just an absolute vet. So that's just something I wanted to hit on. Mike Cooper on Facebook said, Big Ben's four-yard outs are still solid when we, we <laughs> discussed the Steelers and that painful watch. So, it's How excited are, are you aren't. to
2: watch that instead of Justin Herbert next Saturday? Yeah, that's oh. awesome. Oh
1: Thanks so God. much. Thanks so much, everything involved in that game.
0: Save yeah. it. Save it. We're not there yet. Oh, shit. Oh, we no. Lost, we lost our boy. Uh, Scotty gone. So we're going to just adjust real quick, switch it up with the red, and keep turning along here. Carrie uh, Koo on Facebook. Hey, guys. Hey, Carrie. Happy to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, feel free to drop any comments or questions in the chat. We love to address them on air. Uh, the chat was lit last week, so
2: uh, hoping to keep that that going on here tonight. Fill um, some time outside of the the uh, rundown. I, don't, I guess I kind of missed an r- official one, but what I've got on Twitter. We're are we going to touch on Vita Vea with that uh that extension?
0: Bro, don't doubt me. But yes,
2: uh, I think this is a great time to do it. I see Scotty's
0: quickly hop back on okay, here, good, back on good. the Bucks back bandwagon, real quick. It's kind of nice we could just leave him in the waiting room and talk, and he can't even defend himself. <laughs> uh, let's get him in here. Yeah, that's right. You're gonna let me back in. I heard
1: that. Unbelievable. Sorry, closing some tabs. Got a little uh, click happy there. New to this whole computer thing. Anyway, um, I. We talking Vita Vea?
0: Yeah, so Bo brought it up, and yeah, I mean, how do you not? Like, what do you think of that, Bo? Vita Vea signed a four-year extension to
2: kick in after his his rookie deal is up.
0: Big well, deal. One
2: of the, like, short list of guys on the defense that we were like, oh, this guy might be able to go to the Pro Bowl. Um, Vita Vea is a game wrecker up front, and it's, it's scary when he's in there for the opposing quarterback. So couldn't be happier for the Bucs fans to have him in. Uh, for a four-year extension to be signed, so I'm excited to see what he does on during those four years because I think like the sky's the limit for him if he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, 73 million over the four years. I think it's 42 or 43 guaranteed. Um, and yeah, Vita Vea, man, he's a problem. Everyone knows he's a problem. The numbers don't lie. Um, dating back to last season, talking about that that run defense. I mean, he's a huge reason why it's such a problem. And he's one of those guys who affects the game in so many ways, no matter, like he's not necessarily going to register sacks, but he's going to take on two very large, high paid men from the other team, from their interior offensive line and open up spots for other guys. He's so Possibly three.
1: Yeah. His literal gravity of how big he is and how much attention he demands is so, is so huge for that defense. He's, he's so fun to watch. like, when he does eventually kind of scrape through and crawl and get a sack, you know what I mean? Like after just bull rushing two guys, like it's awesome. You're
2: so proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to know that, that, that units like not that it needed to be shored up, but that it's like solidified.
0: You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Mike Cooper on Facebook says he would like to see Scotty Miller get more involved um we started to see that for the first time in a while uh, of course it was you know when the game seemed to be out of reach for the Panthers but it's funny isn't it like I'm I don't know what Scotty Miller Miller's doing in practice or how why he hasn't gotten more of a look or more chances seemed like a, a guy Brady liked last year obviously had some huge catches um I don't even care who gets most involved I just want it to be someone I just want it yeah. to be someone um looked like it was gonna be you know what you're games. getting
2: with Evans you know what they're getting with Gronk you need that third yeah, someone to just throw them off, like keep the defense on it.
1: As long as Brady knows, then yeah. you know whoever it is, then they probably earned it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they probably earned that trust to emerge as that that extra target going into the playoffs. So I like Scotty Miller. I, I like I would, hey, great if it's him, awesome. But whoever actually steps up, whoever you know we see him go to in the playoffs is is going to be fine. And like I said, probably has has earned it, earned that trust, right? So. Yeah,
0: for sure um russell Schuhart giving some props to you scotty for getting his name right maybe i just butchered it i don't know but that's respectable fabian espinoza on facebook said what is good gentlemen how do we feel about the eagles game Uh, i feel great about the eagles game i think that's the ideal matchup i'm really happy the buccaneers obviously ended up in that that two spot not trying to look ahead but you want to play at home as much as you can yeah. and they'll be able to yeah. do that until they got to go to Lambeau again so if they of course if they are able to, if, to beat the Eagles they're no cakewalk but
1: so but let's get into that uh, a little bit um obviously Hurts you know dual threat one of the best running I think he had the most yards of any uh, quarterback running and I think he had another 10 touchdowns on the ground um so you know something to be worried about for sure something to be cognizant of at least um uh, the Eagles, great story, and, you know, good for them from, you know, they were awful last year to, to making the playoffs this year. That's awesome. But, like, I don't. they didn't beat a team with a winning record. Like, they're about as fraudulent as it gets and really, like, the true uh, beneficiary of that extra playoff spot uh, coming in. But, like, hey, whatever, props to them. It looks like Tampa's opening up as a nine-point favorite in that game. But – you know they are they're, they're a class below Tampa. It like it's not it's not close. It's not close. Considering uh, you know the Niners are the sixth seed and the Eagles are the seven seed. I mean there's like an ocean between those two teams.
0: Yeah, and it was looking like the Niners might be very likely could be a team that the Buccaneers were going to play opening round. So I think Bucks fans got to be happy. That's an unbiased. Oh, yeah. That's our scooter, right? That's the Bucks banter scooter, not Scooter Miller, and he's giving you an unbiased take. When he's, when he's referring to the Eagles as fraudulent. There's no bias there, so that makes me feel good. So, yeah, I think if the Bucs can't can't beat the Eagles for a second time this season, then maybe they're fraudulent as well because uh, they got to take care of business at home versus the Eagles. They escaped with a 28-22 victory at Lincoln Financial Field in Week 7 when these teams met earlier in the year. Um, but, yeah, let's not kid ourselves. Scotty's calling it how it is. I agree.
2: I mean, it's a good yeah, I- matchup. Yeah, it's that's a, a nice, that's uh, a nice. Sorry, Scott, just a nice no, no, uh, running team to go up against and kind of shore up whatever defensive issues going into the playoffs that we've seen over the last few weeks. If you're able to shut down that Eagles defense, that's our Eagles running game. That's that's nothing to shake a stick at, right? That's actually something.
0: Yeah, and if you can make Hurts a passer, um, yeah, that's what you want to do, right? That's the objective. He's obviously a huge weapon. He's like a running back who can throw, like. That's the way he runs as a quarterback, which is kind of unique, you know. Just kind of the way he runs. He's a very, very powerful runner. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, yeah. yeah but it's,
1: it, it's like, you know, the secondary issues for Tampa, it, do the Eagles, does that part of their offense really scare you? Like, Hurts can push it down the field, but I don't think that's what he's looking to do very often. Um, not a ton of dynamic guys on the outside for the Eagles, right? Like, it's just, you know – I think if Tampa doesn't turn the ball over and don't don't give Philly short fields, then I, I think they're going to be they're going to be rolling in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean Devonte Smith is a rookie, um, and that's certainly their biggest threat. We got Carlton Davis; you could bracket cover him. Like I, I'm willing to take my chances with our defensive backs, even against against their receivers, and that's obviously yeah, a, a weakness hey. of ours. So. Every playoff
1: team has a guy and Devonte Smith, love him, love him. Like he's, he's great, but like, you know, let's see, let's see him in his first playoff game, you can definitely shade a guy over, you, you know, with the lack of other weapons on that team, I think he's pretty uh, schemable to get uh, to take Smith out of this game. Right. So we'll see. I mean, Hey, anything can happen. And, you know, you get off to a bad start and somehow it's 10, nothing Eagles or whatever. And, you know, okay. You're starting to, you know, bite the fingernails a little bit, but I don't see it. I, I love this spot for Tampa. Uh, like, I like how they played last week or, or yesterday, I should say to, to get into this game. And, you know, and we've seen these two teams play before also, like I know it was felt feels like I don't know, nine months ago, whenever that Thursday night game was when Tampa played at Philly, but Tampa did handle them. I know it was a six point game, but they also kneeled it out on the two yard line that, you know, that would have made it a two score game at the end of the game. Right. So
0: yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I mean, again, this is like, we got to see Devin white, bring something Levante, David, just to wrap up some of the injury updates here. Um, yeah. Cyril Grayson and Jamel Dean, both left with the hamstrings, as I mentioned. Uh Jamel Dean's played well when he's been healthy. It's just hard to keep this guy healthy right now. Generally, he comes back after maybe missing a week of practice, maybe one game, but it would be great to have him back. And the same goes for Shiro Grayson, of course, but Jamel Dean's a little more valuable if you got to pick between those two. Um, and then it, it sounds like, according to BA, that Leonard Fournette, Shaquille Barrett, and Jason Pierre-Paul are all expected back for this matchup versus the Eagles. So Huge.
2: massive, Huge. massive. Um, Love Le'Veon Bell got his first touchdown as a Buck, but uh, no kidding. No don't kidding. really trust him in a playoff game. I'll go out and say that. Not in 2022. Is that what year it is now? Yeah. Hey, if you need someone to go 12 rounds, Le'Veon's
1: yeah. the, the guy, right? Like that's what yeah. you're looking for. But yeah, let's let's get let's get Fournette back in the game. Let's get him back in that lineup.
2: Or if sprinting wasn't allowed, then Le'Veon Bell would probably be the <laughs> best player in the NFL, right? Yeah. That would be a wrinkle. Let's bring it up to the rules committee.
1: Sorry, this guys. Play, Can't...
2: No, no, no sprinting. No. Yeah. We,
1: we need to come up with a signal for the ref. Like, yeah, no, he reached top speed. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah I love it. I love world
0: world class speed walker, Le'Veon Bell. Big time, yeah. Potential um, Olympian. Yeah, Levante David is close, but it doesn't sound too promising. Uh, again, coming from the head coach of the Buccaneers. <sighs> Uh, He's the least likely of those four big names to come off the IR. uh, Four big names outside of Godwin or Giovanni Bernard, who it sounds like maybe back, which would actually be really helpful right about now. Um, But yeah, so again, Devin White has to come to play next week, Um, and no more excuses. Not like we've been making them for Devin White. We've been we've been uh, fairly criticizing his play this season. They're gonna be picking
2: on him too. If I was if I was drawing up the Eagles' uh, game plan. It's going to be a lot of Dallas Goddard and a lot of runs up the middle to see what Devin White can do or test him yeah. on the edge as well. I mean, the I mean, one thing it's... I'll say is I
0: still don't think teams are looking to run at Devin White. I, even though he has been struggling these last few weeks, getting lost behind blocks, I still sure. think a lot of that's because they're scheming away from him and and throwing extra blockers at him because they're still he's they're still fearing him in the run. But you're totally right about Goddard. Yeah. Um, it would be that'll be a nightmare matchup for the Buccaneers uh, versus Goddard because Kevin Minter is. Yeah as bad, if not worse. I mean, unless we have Levante, right. Yeah. Uh, could yeah, get a little bit sure. problematic, but hopefully the offense can just perform in a way where it doesn't even matter. You know, yeah. that's, that's the hope. Big so. lead.
2: First quarter, big lead. Punch them in the mouth first. Yeah. yeah, But
1: the, Bo, bow, that's, that's exactly what hasn't happened. Right. Yeah, like this is not the time to play like, like fall behind 10, nothing and look completely lethargic in the first quarter. Right. Yeah. Like, these games go quick and there's only so many possessions in an NFL game, right? Like it's not college. Like it can get on top of you pretty quickly. So this would be a time for them to finally find a first quarter or, you know, get the ball, like, you know, take the ball after you win the coin flip and then just go down and score. Right. Like that would, this would be the time to finally do it. It's it, it would be awesome for them.
2: So,
0: yeah, I'm hoping they're safe. They've been saving this statement win for, for this weekend. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Like you're saying, so there you have it. I mean, you know, Bucks are in the two seed. They've done what we've needed them to do. Uh, not always in the fashion expected, but they've also had a lot to deal with from the injury front and just various forms of adversity. And that tends to be when Tom Brady gets his scariest for opponents, anyway. Wow. So oh, I'm yeah. really excited to just watch TB12 go to work this postseason, how, man.
1: How do you like the time slot, the early Sunday?
0: Love it. Tom loves it. I love it. Like, okay. Beauty.
1: I was, I was wanted to see if any of the, People in the comments were going to mention. I love it too. I love it. Get it going. Get out there. Get the win and enjoy the other two games. Let's let's I love it. Hey, also, how great is the Monday night playoff game edition? Oh, year? I
0: know. It's awesome. It's, I it's love it. This weekend is going to be amazing. Yeah, I am so excited. There's so much football. Um, here, so much good I- football, too. Yeah. Let me run through the the playoff schedule because I got it all here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in so sh- 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 Saturday um, at 4:30 p.m. you got the Raiders at the Bengals. Um, so that's a five versus four seat. Should, you guys want me to break it down, to AFC, NFC, or by in order of the games? Order the games. games. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Raiders Bengals Saturday NBC. Bengals are a six and a half point favorite. Um, Saturday, 8.15 p.m., you got the six-versus-three game in the AFC with the Patriots traveling to Orchard Park to take on the Bills for their third how, half of the year. Bills are minus how, four and a half.
1: How bombed is that crowd going to be
0: for oh a Saturday God.
1: night home playoff game against the Patriots that that kicks at 8 o'clock? Like It's it's going to be unreal. It's going to be like a C-pline. It's going to be a
2: problem, yeah. 50 yeah. 50
0: chance Mac Jones gets thrown through a table before he even makes it to the locker room. <laughs> I,
1: honestly, he should just get it over with early, then maybe they won't do it to him later. Like at halftime. Yeah. Like he'll just get grabbed going through or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be probably as good as an atmosphere as you'll see, right? Like how awesome is that.
2: Get, so, like does the air just get sucked out of there if the Patriots roll? Like oh. I can't even imagine what that would be like at the end of that game.
0: It's just not happening, Bo.
2: All right. Fair, does the, fair. Yeah. Whatever you guys well, think. I
1: don't. Does the air get sucked out of there? I'd be more worried about like McDermott being sucked out of there by a mob of people. Right. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, not taken to his home.
0: Yeah. 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 No we'll, doubt. Here. Why don't, I we, can't why don't, we, why don't imagine we pick, our, that, why don't we pick okay. our winners of each of these games as we go through the, the time slots okay. then? You know, so okay. we're not jumping all over the place. So, Sorry. Um no, it's all right. Uh so Raiders at Bengals. Again, that's the first game of the weekend, 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. Bengals are minus six and a half. Um, I'm going chalk there. I'm super excited to see Burrow and company in that receiving corpse and offense playing the postseason. But there's some real fight to these Raiders. Um, I know and I guess like what they did last night was wild. Um Yeah.
2: Are we gonna talk are we gonna talk about that game after this? Because I think we should talk about not, it now. I'll, g- yeah, I'll give Derrick Rose, hard. I mean, uh, Derrick Rose, he played like prime Derrick Rose. Derrick Carr <laughs> is a special quarterback, honestly. Like he, as much praise we give to Brady and to Rogers and to all Burrow, Herbert Carr was going like throw for throw with Herbert down the line, down the, uh, end of that. And I know a lot of people get on him for like the pass interference calls and he just kind of draws them out. And he throws up these balls that he knows nobody's going to get. Um, But it's a skill. And he is really extremely good for a quarterback that a lot of, I think that fan base was like not believing in two or three years ago. He's shown it the last two years that he is, he's like every bit of like what we thought Baker Mayfield might turn into. I feel like Derek Carr is like surpassing that, if not meeting that, if not surpassing that.
1: Oh my God. How happy would the Browns be with? oh my god the, a Derek carr replica you know what it like yeah yeah I that, agree, that's bro. the art oh, yeah. that
2: they were hoping for breaker mayfield is what i'm basically yeah.
1: saying yeah yeah no i yeah i totally agree i think it's a great comparison i love this raiders team man they're scrappy they can score when they have to they're fun to watch like i would kind of see the d-line yeah man i, I D would line's so good the, split the baby and and take a Cincy win with a Raiders cover. Just because the Raiders are playing in close games, it seems like all the time. They're going to be used to it at this point. Um, their last three wins, or the last four wins, basically, they beat the Browns, the Broncos, the, um, the Colts, and the Chargers all in one-score games near the end. Basically all must-win games for them. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a bit of a cop. I think the number is a little bit too high at six and a half um but yeah i'm thinking, looking like a 27 24 type game something like that Yeah, i can see
2: it being i I'm, I'm with you scott i think the bengals probably pull it out uh I'm, I'm like excited to see what burrow can do see what jamar chase can do in his first playoff game as well too um and, yeah but yeah i, and I, just I like think two,
1: go ahead no sir i'm just gonna say like two new afc playoff teams right yeah. like it, you know it's fun new quarterback like this is i'm that Saturday afternoon game is kind of the least, um, I don't know, prime time, least marketable game usually uh, of the whole wildcard weekend. I can't wait for that game. Like, yeah. To start off I, the weekend, it's going to be awesome.
2: It, I feel like they did something different here because, yeah, that's – I'm like excited for this game. And usually that first Saturday game is the one where you're like, oh, I don't actually have to watch all of this, but this one's really good.
1: Yeah, well, that's – remember like – well, now I'm saying it because it's Cincinnati, but like six years ago, we got Andy Dalton at Matt Schaub. I think two years in a row in the exact same yeah. spot. Since he at Houston, it was like, okay, we're good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can wait till the next game. But um, yeah, I mean, really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, sign me up for any any playoff matchup that where I don't have to watch Big Ben. Like that's the only one oh, that I'm not right. Like, that's unreal. No kidding.
1: Um, yeah,
2: seriously.
0: Yeah, I think what you're saying makes perfect sense, both you guys. In terms of like, I bet you all the sharp money will be on the Raiders because it is a pretty big line for an unproven team. And the Bengals have certainly shown they aren't consistent. They can easily be upset and lose games they shouldn't, you know, because they're a little yeah. bit. They're the, they're what volatile. do you call it? Bit of a roller coaster. Volatile. Yeah, they're volatile. Thank yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: When they're good, they're so good. But they're volatile. yeah, they they can just break it open. But yeah, there's a little bit of that. They can just have a bunch of three and outs in a row too. And like, okay.
0: Cause we're talking about the Raiders though. Like we had let's just do do it now li- before we move on the rest of these matchups. I just want to talk about that game last night. Um, oh my God. Let's go. Unbelievable. The game that should have been a tie Sunday night football, the last regular season game. So, like, oh my God, the NFL is crazy, man. And it's all because of the Colts who were playing for their lives. Right. Right. When we're starting to consider an apology, at least me or apology options as it might relate to Carson Wentz and how like we we just berated him with negative commentary coming into this season. And he was starting to make us look like question ourselves a little bit. Then he goes ahead and totally redeems himself in the opposite way. Yeah. Putting up an absolute dud in the biggest game of the year versus the worst team in the NFL. When the Colts desperately needed a win to make the playoffs, they lose to the Jags. So anyway, not because but Car- of that. Carson
2: Wentz, but also like Frank Reich. What are, you, what are you doing? Like, oh, it was bad. How are you not running the ball a little bit more with Jonathan Taylor? You're playing the Jags. Like, I don't I... care if they got it. they got it to a lead, just pound it down there. Oh, God, I, I just can't believe it. But the,
1: yeah, it, it was just you, you could, it was in the stars, man. Like, I was watching, I watched that whole game and it just wasn't happening. Like, at no point did I feel like Indy's about to turn the quarter corner or you know, they went into halftime, I think only down ten. And then they turned the ball over again at the third in the to start the second half, but then only gave up a field goal. So they're still only down like 16 to 3. But I never thought they were it just so sloppy. They they looked tight, like they looked like they that they were the ones who were playing for who had something to lose, and they most certainly did. It was shocking. So I feel like this kind of got swept under the rug. Like Jacksonville lost 50 to 10 the week prior, like 50
0: (laughs) to 10. Like they're the number one. They have the number one pick still. Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: so bad. And then that, and you know, the Colts two weeks ago before the Raiders lost, like on, like after Christmas, when they beat the Cardinals, kind of the AFC darlings. Right. And now they're not even in. And like, and obviously that whole thing leads to Ben's corpse being in the playoffs the Raiders-Chargers tie, you know, almost coming to fruition in the most cra- in the craziest game of the year, maybe. It was just – it was so wild, so wild.
2: Have the have we said the Chargers were in the craziest game of the year like three times this year already?
1: Probably. probably. They are every like, week. Well, the, that Chiefs won the Thursday night, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure that one. And then yeah. I think they had another one as well, like at the start of the year, that we're just like, what, how did this happen? Part what of something- the
0: self-inflicted because of these decisions brandon staley makes that are so contentious and like i do love how he pushes the envelope but it's yeah. almo- almost gotten to the point where he's like a renegade with with an analytical cause like
2: like just, yeah. I'm gonna- can we talk about that yeah like what, he's
1: the- just like hacking darts on the sideline like telling people to back up or something like that yeah I
2: it's not, like, that would be the coolest. That would be really cool if it was like that. But it's honestly, yeah. he sits there with the, he's not watching the game. He just has a calculator in front of him. He's like, no, uh, this says that we should go for it now. And we're going to do that because that's what I've, the simulation says that we should do. And he just does it every time. And it's just like, okay, this is the actual game that decides if you get to play again or not. And you're yeah. both playing to win. And I get it. Like, down the line, like, obviously all of the forks that he went for were great. But like, On your own 18, where it's like a yard, but it's not really a yard, it's like, it's basically two yards, a yard and a half, and you're running it, you're going to hand off up the middle when they're expecting a quarterback sneak. That is an insane place to put your quarterback in with no checks, no any, like maybe Herbert had a check out of that and he just didn't use it. I don't know why he wouldn't. I don't know how anyone looking at that defensive front would have been like, yeah, we can run it up the gut on that. Yes, we will get this. The only. Oh, the my only, God.
0: The only defense – it's because they practice against their own defense, right? They practice against <laughs> yeah, the tra- yeah, true. Chargers oh, defense. True. Good so point. They, they're just so used to being able to get chunk yards up the middle. They'd run it up, up the gut with Eckler the play before on third, too, and yeah. successfully. and they just ran the exact same play.
1: And, like, it's not like Eckler's Ezekiel Elliott or, you know, like the, the short yardage specialist – I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Like we obviously, you know, process versus result. You can kill the play call. I agree, Bob. Then that was obviously a terrible play call. But like, I kind of like that they have an identity and you know they're sticking to it. They're sticking to their guns and blah blah blah. But like, dude, you, I don't know. Obviously, that they got to overtime, so it theoretically didn't yeah. cost them the game. It didn't. But, no, yeah, you're right. But yeah. I don't think you can go for that there. I think it's probably a bit overblown. They only did give up a field goal, but still, still, it. I don't know. It, just, just a wild decision. Um, just unnecessary too at that point, you know. Like, yeah. it just truly wild. But what did you guys think? Do you like? I, it's so crazy that the tie was going to happen.
0: But but when, like, when it's the crazy part is that it was gonna happen when they were both trying to win after yeah, all the discussion.
1: Exactly. it was like naturally gonna yeah. happen, and then it's like if if you want to kill Staley, the timeout he took in overtime is way more egregious in in hindsight.
0: Like you know they. So- I just want to say, like, it's interesting, right? Because on Twitter, a lot of people were immediately like, "Oh, that doesn't change their decision." Blah blah blah. Like, if you're watching that game, the vibe, it, I, like, I know this seems stupid. I'm talking about like intangible things. But if you're watching yeah. how the the offense was like ready to start celebrating because they were good to tie. They were just gonna run. Uh, they were just gonna run it the same way with that yeah. personnel. It it was so everyone could feel it. And props to Collinsworth because he called it out. Like, and I was like, "You are so right, man." I like I was thinking the exact same thing. Chris Collinsworth nailed it. Tons of people. that snap
1: have, or something.
0: Yeah. And and people are – so so the people who are critical of that, it's just many of the similar type of people on Twitter, NFL media Twitter. It's like, oh, how does that affect their decision? How does that affect their decision? Because that immediately is a red flag to the Raiders. Like, oh, shit. Like, what are they trying to do? They're calling a timeout to preserve their yeah.
2: clock? Well, fuck them. yeah! Let's go then. Well, wait. To be fair to Staley, they were both playing to win. Up until that point, point. and I, I felt the exact same way you felt, but like I could see Staley just staring at his calculator, being like, "Okay, we third playing to win, so we should call a timeout here." Before. Yeah, but
1: w- w- what does a timeout even do? It's not like you're going to get the ball back. He said and... he wanted
2: to
0: change personnel for like okay. Yeah, to a get a, the best eleven out there. But it doesn't matter. I, I I would just it was so obvious, it was so palpable that what was happening. It was just transforming into that before our eyes. Yeah, you just let it go. Just let it go.
2: Just that—that really- that is yeah. the debate. That that timeout in itself. I know people are like the analytical crowd is like, okay, don't make a big deal about this timeout. But like that is football. This is like this is literally the vibe of the game. You can feel it. A, a good coach can feel that. A foot, an old school football coach can feel that vibe changing from we're playing to win to okay, let's both just tie here. Yeah, calling but- that timeout changed it. It felt like it did.
1: But I don't okay, yeah, you're probably right, but it's not like many coaches have experience of from going,
2: okay, true. now we're going for the tie, right? True, like, true, true, true. But like it's it's like it is a feeling. It's like if you were if he was the same as that head coach on the other side, they would have yeah. both it was like almost like a nonverbal agreement. Like sometimes you just look up at the bartender and they know, oh, that guy needs a drink right now. <laughs> you know or what he, I mean? Or he Whoa. needs his tab exactly yeah, or, or he needs my or oh, my i need God. my tab like like i like look i've already called the uber she's ready yeah. to go like i need you to get me the tab so i can get out of here yeah 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 and uh yeah he just he just doesn't get he didn't feel it like he didn't feel it and it's not wrong like i i understand where he's coming from he's like okay i'm playing to win they're playing to win everything before this all the information i have was that they're going to play to win but there was something there in that play before that where they're running the ball and they're letting it tick down. It's just like, oh.
1: But at that point, it, it was a missed opportunity. At that point, they basically could not win. Yeah. It was with 38 seconds left yeah, and yeah. third down for the Raiders, right? So. And the Raiders okay. weren't rushing, they were taking and their sweet
0: ass time. Yeah.
1: yeah. And hilarious that they, you know, called the timeout to change personnel, and then Jacob just gashes them, which. Right? cements the decision like it's but just okay and i don't even really care like i i don't i think reasonable people can disagree on a lot of the stuff that happened in that game the fact that it came down to this and it it was sunday night and it was midnight because it took forever it was like this this can tie is gonna happen because i feel like it came out either during last week's games in the afternoon no probably monday i think on twitter someone's like all right so if the, Char- if the Colts somehow got upset and the Raiders and Chargers tie, like they don't have to snap the ball or they don't have to do anything all game. And then organically, it came to it and the coaches had to decide on the fly. Like it was, it, we'll, ne- we'll never see it again. Well, it, like that's as crazy as it gets.
0: I was kicking myself big time for not actually betting the tie. Like I know so many people who bet the tie um yeah. and yes. i was like yeah it's not actually gonna happen like blah blah and then sure enough i was like what was i doing and you know what it should have ended up a tie it, it almost should. ended up a tie after a vicious battle of attrition and ups and downs and all these sorts of swings the- and sc- sc- sorry i just want to say scott what you said earlier is totally right about um Staley, like at least he has conviction and a direction with his strategy, and I do respect it still. Like in mm-hmm. general, if I'm viewing Brandon Staley as a performance this year, it's yeah. kind of badass that he's so stubborn with his thing. He's like, "Screw all of you! I don't really care. You football traditionalists, you can shove it." Like, I yeah,
2: I oh, like wait, that. Wait for the guy that's doing all these optimized decision making. Isn't it kind of funny that his this entire season, he's just gotten killed for it? Like literally all the decisions that he's made because of it he's gotten it's, wrong yeah, basically it, that's, they, the, that's the wrong outcome that's the okay. most predictable thing ever though based on how
0: people view analytics and thinking outside the box right it's yeah and who's killing them I, but,
2: no 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 the but f- that's fair uh, that's what i'm saying though like even though like analytics is supposed to be like over the course of time you're gonna eventually get a few of these right and it just didn't happen for the entire season like that's it doesn't even make sense that that would happen.
1: Yeah, but it's pr- it's like like it's 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 the process over results. If if you go to the river in ten straight poker hands as a seventy percent favorite, then if you happen to lose all ten of those, then you can kind of sleep at night. That's where these people are coming from, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually, if if that's what the data says, this in- this increases your win percentage, then he's going to stick with it, no matter obviously how daring it is or or how high leverage a situation it is so i guess i think there i generally agree i love it and i think chargers fans like they have an identity and that they they give the ball to their best players and all of that i think there has to be some sort of throttling down um given the situation given time and score and and just kind of and kind of going from there right but um
2: yeah
1: yeah like i mean i obviously we're referring to that fourth down call but still the fascinating to me is is the over is how overtime played out and just what i don't mean like what was steely thinking i just mean like literally i'd love to know like what was he thinking at that point because they couldn't win and oh my it was i, I just i love yeah, like when what stuff are you saving that like time this for, happens yeah. like i love when oh my god we've never seen this before and
0: yep. Yeah. Yesterday, I felt a special connection with the sport as that game yeah. kind of yeah. cap off the day. Like, I re- it really got to that point where I was so just like, true. this is so effed up, and I love it. Like, it's just so messed up. All the scenarios, like you talked about, like, it's like people knew the Jags could win because Frank Wright can't win in Jacksonville, no matter how bad they are. Sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, the Jags, the, the horrible joke of Jacksonville Jaguars blow out the The darling of the AFC, uh, you know, the team no one wants to play in the playoffs. The Colts look out for the Colts, best runner in the league.
1: Yeah, nobody has to play them.
0: To then that (laughs) to the whole tie scenario playing out, and then it actually almost coming down to a tie to the literally the end. And then this, it was just riveting, riveting. And even,
1: even Pittsburgh had to scratch out the win in overtime, right? To to, for them to have a shot going into that Sunday Nighter, and uh, yeah, just I mean unreal just anyway, just really un- I, could- I, I i loved it i abs- i couldn't get enough i like was glued to the tv
0: yeah and we could go on and on about that game i mean i'm heartbroken because like i told you guys in our text thread like i can't bet on austin eckler props anymore but more importantly don't get to watch any more justin herbert that offense yeah. is so fun to watch like um anyway i was so, hoping like, between him and burrow man like i love watching the chargers and the bengals but oh, we have man. to move along here fellas okay I'm yeah sorry yeah, yeah. we gotta get to a couple of these games. i gotta put Let's my put 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 put
2: podcast i forgot
0: yeah i got <laughs> i got people texting me when you're talking the bills vic razzo's tuned in he wants us to talk about his bills a little bit and we were working our way there so and this is a good one for us yeah. to talk about okay so we already talked raiders and bengals i got yeah. the bengals winning sounds like you both t- do as well but you think it'll be a close game and the raiders certainly have a chance and they deserve mm-hmm. to be commended for the fight they have as a team after all they've dealt with. Really impressive. Um, Patriots. Patriots are plus four and a half at Orchard Park, as we mentioned. I mean, um, I, I, I like the Bills in the AFC uh, potentially to 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 do it this year. I think they might make it. I think everyone's sleeping on the Bills, and I know we're not trying to get ahead of ourselves, but in this matchup, I really like the Bills. I think they want to beat the Pats so bad, and I think they're a lot – Better than the Pats, and I know you disagree, Bo. And I know we've been on opposite ends of this over oh, since that that Patriots win in Buffalo. Um, but I think the Bills, even though they they technically gained some revenge in the, their last matchup just a few weeks ago, I think they're a much better football team all around. I don't think I think the Pats are overhyped a little bit, and I think the Bills are going to put them in their place.
2: The Bills are definitely the healthier team going into this. Um, a lot of questionables on the Pats and. Guys on IR that you would love to see play. They're not going to have their full roster if they play. Um, it's tough for me because I, I just I just think the Pats have the formula to get it get it going. Uh, come on, Bo. Bill's got that. Okay, like I, I just can't pick them. I just I just don't trust them this year. Um, I have to pick the Pats. I, I I'll take the points. I, I'd even take the money line, honestly. Scott, where do you stand? I know you're. I'm really curious to hear what you say because
0: you have been more apprehensive to you weren't ready to crown the bills when I was, as like the team I was most scared of in the AFC, you've been far more guarded in your approach. So in other words, far more, more correct. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just think. what once every two or three games we see like the bills playing just an insane game or, you know, Allen is, like Josh Allen is is turning the ball over. He had a terrible game against the Falcons two weeks ago. I actually didn't see much of the Jets game. So I, I can't really speak about, uh, about that one too much. I just, I don't know. Like, do I like the Bills ceiling? Yeah, I do. Do I trust them to win three games to get to the Super Bowl? No, not at all. And I could see them losing here. And. I don't really want to take too much away from that first game, that Monday night game, New England at Buffalo, because it was basically like not a real game. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? No. Like it, it's almost throw it away. The the one from uh, December 26 when the uh, Buffalo storm, beat yeah. New England, or no, the second one, like the rematch. If this could oh, be the their third game in like five or six weeks, right? So yeah, I, I think I do think the Buffalo win at New England was more telling than the New England win at Buffalo. I don't know. I just don't. I don't trust Buffalo at all. So, ugh. I, I would de- I would definitely lean taking the four and a half with the Patriots, trusting Belichick. And um, I got to give a winner. I I guess I'll take Buffalo. I'll do the same thing uh, to take the underdog to to cover, but to lose the game outright. Something like twenty one seventeen. Like I like that's where I can see this game landing.
0: Yeah, I don't know where I stand on the spread. If I had to lean away, I guess I'd take the Bills. I could certainly see it being a close game, but I definitely yeah. want the Bills to win personally. Um, it's okay. a tough
2: place to play. Tough place to play for sure. For
0: sure, absolutely. And those fans are going to—we already talked about—they're going to be so raucous because they're pissed about last time, right? What they had to go through, and, and then walk out of there in the middle of a blizzard. I Obama. also let's see McDermott not coach scared in a big playoff game. I I think that's a huge
1: factor.
2: I, I it is, that's that's why i'm like You're if better, it comes down to a one possession game uh give me belichick
1: yeah i agree i agree i trust them more i i, I do uh even, obviously i think josh allen is better than mac jones and you know i,
2: mean, I don't think that's McDermott. Not, yeah, yeah of course i don't think
1: mcdermott is a bad coach but you know if he kicks a scared field goal early in the game like those are the things that can bite
2: you right yeah you have to blow out the patriots to win you got to blow them out Yeah,
1: and i hate to be like "Mm, you know just you don't want to kick dirt on new england but you don't like you 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 absolutely do not like you know i I don't know i it's a it's a fascinating game because bills are more talented they could they could go beat them 34 14 something like that but i could also see new england squeaking out some weird win where we're Josh Allen has to throw it 50 times, and he has three picks because they're down or something like that, right? So, yeah, anyway, another great one.
0: I like what you said, though, Scott. Like, you're right. So the Bills haven't proven it to you yet. Sure, they got the ceiling and all these fancy bells and whistles, but they're yet to prove it to you, so you'd like to see it. And the same goes for for McDermott, though, right? Like I just have flashbacks to that Kansas City game last year, kicking field goals within the oh, ten yard line on the road. Gross. Like that was awful, gross. man. That was the anti
2: Brandon Saley. Yeah, if, if, if cou- I have to pick between the two, I want Brandon Saley all day. Yeah, and
1: he had a couple. Uh, sorry, just talking to my Bills buddies. He had a couple. You know, what are you doing moments in the Jets game? Like not stepping on the throat too. So I don't know. I just don't wait they're they're good as really good they're good as excellent but we we could see them they lost to jacksonville what was it nine six earlier in the year like they just have such a wide range which i know a lot of these teams do so and then you play against the you know exceptionally coached super meticulous patriots like that's a fascinating matchup so we'll see
0: yeah, my. Uh, I'll just end it on this uh text from my Bills friend. He says it's Victor Razzo. He says all eleven wins for the Bills are by twelve or more points. He said take the Bills with the points or the Pats straight up. Yeah, so he, he thinks if the Bills win, it's a blowout. If you think they're gonna win, take them, but otherwise. It, so yeah, anyway.
1: I I can see that. I can see that.
0: Um. So where are we here? We were on Saturday. So then, of course, we're at the Eagles Bucks. We already talked about that one. Bucks are favored yeah. by eight and a half at home. Um, I like the Bucks to win. Of course, I'm. I'm never gonna touch a Buccaneers spread. Like, God, th- that team. If I got to go one way, I, I don't know. Eight and a half's a lot of points, man. Like, personally, yeah, especially I can see potentially a, without Levante, I
1: I could see a, a back door here where it's never really in doubt, but the finals like 31 24 kind of thing. You like know, they're
0: like, like the first time they played.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's sure. That's what I'll go with.
2: Cool. Yeah, I, I might I might take the Eagles in the first half or something like that and the Bucks to just blow them out after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd be making money, boy, if you've been I playing like that it. these last few years. I know, seriously. Weeks. I feel like, I that's, like that's
2: the information we have. So maybe I'm just going to, like, blindly bet that.
0: Um, and, of course, that's the 7-2 seed in the NFC. Um, next game is the 4.30 p.m. game on Sunday, which is also in the NFC. And that's the sixth seeded. San Francisco 49ers traveling to Dallas to take on the three-seeded Cowboys. Cowboys are minus three. Let me just say here, Niners looks tasty to me. They look like a hungrier team. They look like, in my opinion, um, I was potentially siding with the Niners this past week. They pulled it off, but they almost got blown out. They're a tough team to trust in some ways, but they just feel like a hungrier, more physical group. And uh, I certainly trust their head coach more than I do Mike McCarthy. Um, Dallas is, is, as you said earlier, Scott, to the, the term volatile, I mean, their offense can look dynamic, but they've got lots of holes too, it it seems.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, pretty interesting that this game landed on three. Uh, so, you know, they're basically calling it two even teams on a neutral field. So I'm going to zag a bit. I'm actually going to take Dallas minus the three. Um, I think they like San Francisco, you can throw on them, which Dallas will gladly do. They've been better at home. I don't I don't have a big opinion like a huge opinion. I I like what San Fran's done, obviously coming down the stretch. I'm I'm just leaning Dallas minus a three here.
2: Yeah, well, I love Dallas in this actually. Um as much as I want to get behind Debo Samuel and 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 ride that train that I started in preseason. Uh I think so good. The, He's, yeah, so, he's good. so good, so good. But the Cowboys, like their aerial attack is just so prolific when it gets going. And it, and that's what we saw against the Eagles this week, too. Um, I can see them doing the exact same thing against this 49ers uh, secondary, which is not good.
0: Okay. So I guess, uh, Scott, looks like you're not the zig to the zag. I guess I am, buddy. There we go. <laughs> All right, good you know? to know. Um, so then Sunday night, we've got the pathetic – uh, a semblance of grown adult strong men and shoulder pads known as the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Kansas city chiefs seven versus two game eight fifteen PM on NBC chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. Uh, chiefs are, are I think obviously going to win this football game, even though they got lots of issues themselves still. Um, but they're the Kansas city chiefs. Right, what do you think about that line? Scott and Bo, what do you guys think of the, the number?
2: I think, I think, it's, a think bit it's too hard. low. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, holy.
1: Well, we just saw these teams play. It was 36 True. to 10. How many points can Pittsburgh score? What's Who max? knows? Yeah, you're so right. You're, you're right, honestly. Yeah, I, I get it. The initial thing is that it's too low. But then you, if you watch them, Ben can't throw the ball. They can't move it. They're going to have to score on, what, like 17 play drives? Like, that's when – that's when Kansas City's defense is actually good. I think you can just be opportunistic and try to try to make turnovers and stuff, right? So I don't see. I, I it's gonna roll like 34, 10 Very, I think it's gonna play out very similarly to that game
2: from two or three weeks ago. It is tough to do that twice against an NFL team, but um, I don't know. I guess do you think the Steelers are an NFL team? Or is, well, I don't an think an they're NFL a playoff offense, team at least.
0: Right? They're not an NFL. Yeah, they, they weren't.
2: They like. If you watch the game last night between the Raiders and the uh, Chargers, it's pretty obvious the Steelers are not supposed to be a playoff team. Those Both yeah. of those teams are better than them. Um, but saying all that, I just think this defense from the Steelers is a little bit different when TJ Watts out there. And I can't remember sure. if he played that in the game when they played the Chiefs or not. But... Um, I just think that defense is it's much better than what the stats say is what I, is the way I put it.
0: You've been riding for the, about You've been riding for the steel curtain all year, bo, fair enough.
1: Yeah. I'm not worried about the I don't I, I don't think the defense is awful, but they're you still have to stop Mahomes while also putting up points. So, okay, maybe they cover. You know, maybe it's 24-14. I there's just unless you know the Chiefs turn it over four times or something. There, I don't think there's no way Pittsburgh wins the game. So I'm actually sure. comfortable. I don't love laying big numbers like this, but I would be okay with with the Chiefs at anything less than two touchdowns. I thought it was going to open at 14, so to see it at 12 and a half, I actually thought that was pretty good value.
0: I'd probably side that way, Scott. You've made a compelling argument here, and I feel like if the Chiefs aren't going to cover, it's it's not as much necessarily. What I mean, of course, if you create turnovers, the Steelers could do it to them, but it seems to be like that with the Chiefs do to themselves on offense sometimes, like yeah. when they don't put up pro numbers, right? Like just feels that way. I don't know.
1: It's like they uh, get bored.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Okay. And then the last game, the Monday nighter. we talked about it a little bit, you got the Arizona Cardinals after their super hot start to this NFL season, look like the team to beat. They're the five seed playing the dangerous Rams at home. Not how much, how sure, how much of a home home field advantage they have um, at SoFi field, but they're the yeah. four seed. That's the Monday Nighter Rams minus four. Um, I I don't know where to where to go on the line. I, I think I I like the Rams to win, but crazy shit happens when teams in this division play. Same way when Kyler Murray's in the game, uh, but it sounds like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out still. So I mean, yeah. I got to go with the Rams to win. But I really am on the fence on this number. I'm I'm curious how it might move. I don't know what you project, Mister Capron, our betting. Guru. No, that I think the four is a great number i don't know i, I think i'll
1: well yeah I, the rams are playing better like uh, obviously they lost that game of the niners the cardinals have not been good they haven't been looked right for like a month now basically completely uh aligned with the hopkins injury i just think they're you know they're dipping at the exact wrong time um i like the rams in this game maybe something like uh you know 31 24 34 27 like i i'd like them to win the game and cover
2: don't love the number
1: don't love the minus four but i do love the Rams to
2: win the game i'm with you i've got i've got the Rams, uh winning and covering um mcveigh absolutely like he he's good friends with uh kingsbury he's good friends with shanahan as well too two guys in his division um and he Weird. really wanted to beat Shanahan last week or this week, I guess I, I don't know. Yesterday, I'll say, um, and wasn't able to get it done. I I could see him just taking it out on Kingsbury this weekend. So um, I I've, I've so got that, the
1: Rams. That just made me picture that all four NFC West coaches are in like a text thread, but Pete Carroll, like everyone's grandpa, signs off on each text with Pete or hi, it's yeah, Pete. his name, you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Saying, hey, like. Yeah, Pete. We know it's you. Like we have your number. It's it's cool. You don't have to let us know each time that it's you. Okay, great game, Pete. Yeah, I, I, that's probably what's that happening.
0: Our guy, uh, our guy Russell Schuhart, uh, dropping some gems here. Uh, watching us on YouTube tonight. Uh, he 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 sided with me in terms of um, he's picking the Niners, and then he says Cowboys logo is the rating one star. Don't recommend. Um, <laughs> before he before he goes on to pick the Chiefs and the cards. Thanks for sticking with us tonight, Russell. Appreciate Thanks, your input, Russell. my guy. Um so that's where we stand on all those games, right? We've all picked those. Um uh, couple things. We're gonna wrap up here just in the next couple minutes. I just want to mention, of course, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't the uh the current coach GM reshuffling in the NFL. Um I think that I think there's five head coaching vacancies and as well as a few like GM six. positions. Yeah, it might be six. You got the Vegas. Vegas will be looking for a head coach if they don't bring back um, our fella here. I don't know his name. Um, yeah, I can't
2: remember his name either. I think it's
1: Rich. I can't remember Rich. off the top of my
0: head. Thank Pistachio. you. Pistachio.
1: No.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: the Jags, of course, um, who've already interviewed uh, Buccaneer offensive coordinator Byron Lefwich, as well as Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. You got the Broncos looking to place Vic Fangio. Um Minnesota cut bait with Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, their GM as well. Chicago did the same with Nagy and GM Ryan Pace. And then, in a bit of a shocker, the Dolphins let go of Brian Flores today after the after, you know, he won seven of their last eight games. Uh, four and two record versus Belichick since he's been the coach of the Dolph- or Dolphins, yeah. including a season sweep of the Pats this year. So that was interesting. Um, I know we're, we're getting a bit of closer a power to- struggle
2: there, apparently.
0: Scott's clearly got the over under on the anthem here as he is dialed in to this sorry. Moment. I'm just getting
1: the national <laughs> championship game on here. It's says it's uh oh, Sam Hunt is singing. He big fan. I definitely know who that is.
2: So you know. Uh sorry. It's okay. And then Big uh, Night here, the national hey, title hey, game. On Flores, I think we were on this one uh early. Uh I'm pretty sure during our AFC East preview, we said that it was a fireable offense to have two offensive coordinators. And it turned out that that not being able to make a decision there probably is why he's not a head coach anymore. Unless I, that was
0: unless that was Chris Greer, the GM's uh, doing, and then he went and fired the head coach because he didn't like the two coordinators. What if that is may,
2: maybe, maybe I don't way, know. I weird. think I, Flores was out there like capping for both of them. So
1: yeah, it's weird. And you know, I was, I was, you know, like uh, surprised by it as well but people are always you know they want to talk about how they finished 8 and 1 that's true they started 1 and 7 like you know that it, yeah. that is part of the record um i don't think he should have been fired but it's not like the dolphins were some juggernaut you know no. now but i'm just saying that to be a little bit devil's advocate he shouldn't have been fired ever they seem to really like him the players did there are way worse coaches out there you know what i mean like he wouldn't even make the radar being like what's this guy doing so yeah, big move, big move,
2: too Yeah, no, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like six teams got rid of their head coach, and not Seattle. Like Pete Carroll still has a job. Is oh, that yeah. a, isn't he the he owner?
0: Is? Isn't he the owner by now too? Like maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: he might. I be. saw one. T- I saw one tweet today that was, um, you know, um, Brian Flores is going to be uh, a head coaching candidate in this cycle, and then it was quote tweeted with with he'd be a good fit in Miami. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's, oh, that, a, I saw a, that too. That'd be a solid hire for him.
0: That was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, in terms of the Giants, Gettleman yeah. is retiring, so their GM is out uh, on his own terms, apparently. But they're keeping Joe Judge. Great way to draw a new GM, eh? You're going to coach, or you're going to use our coach, and it happens to Just, be Joe Judge.
1: If oh I was, a, but I, if I'm a GM, I'm not taking that job unless I'm allowed to get rid of him
0: you got to give a GM the chance to hire their new coach. Come on now. I mean, yeah, he, Joe judge so, might be the GM. Well, uh, that GM, shock anyone? GM judge uh, and executioner.
1: Yes. That would shock me. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's good.
2: Well, the um, giants then, have bungled have us for so long. Like I would not be shocked if Joe judge ended up being like, Oh, I'm going to just be the president of football.
1: But it comes out that they're, they're like essentially self-conscious about the revolving door of head coaches. It's like, Man, that is not a reason to keep this guy around. And then what? So you just have him as a complete lame duck for a year under the new GM because then it's like, I don't know, not a faux pas because you you gave him a year, then you can fire him. Just do it. Like, if you can do it now, do it. He's awful. And I hate to say it, but I definitely said this in our previews. Like, they're talking about fights at the Giants in in camp. He's all this coach speak just coming out that he's a dick, came out pretty early on. It's like, you, you will not last and you better be very good your team if you're going to be like that because guess what if you're 12 and 5 and a dick then that's fine if you're 4 and 13 and as bad as any of the bottom of the league let's fit, they were as bad as anyone uh towards the end of the year um yeah. you can't be like that and then like see it he's not fit for the job he's awful
0: yeah and i mean it seems like they will probably need a new quarterback as well lots of issues there they wasted that that what second overall pick on Saquon and never even had no line in place to help him. Then he got hurt. Just an absolute disaster in a lot of ways. Um,
1: yeah. Anyway, I just, I'm so just one quick thing. I, it's just so fascinating. Cause obviously if you're a football coach, like positionally coordinator or otherwise generally the, you know, the top of the mountain is to be a head coach. Right. But it's such a different skill set. It's almost like, it's like a completely different profession that shouldn't be lumped in together. Right. So, I'm sure Joe judge is a knowledgeable football person and all that. That does not mean you should be a leader of people. That's just not how that goes. Right. So like a head of sales shouldn't necessarily like jump to the CEO position or whatever analogy you want to make. And he's just, these guys aren't fit for it and that's okay, but don't hire them. So
0: yeah. Totally. Um, well, I mean, we see Nick Saban running out of the field, so we got to at least touch on this, uh, college football national championship going on. Last I saw the line was, um, it had moved somewhat recently. It was initially two and a half, but I saw it at minus three for Georgia. Um, Scott, I don't know if you have any updates on that. I'm super pumped. Again, we've had a crazy football weekend. I can't wait to watch this. Say yeah. what you will. This is the two best teams in college football. No disrespect, yeah. Scott, but I oh, think you would agree. Not even close. Of yeah. Course. Um, I'm really excited to watch a couple guys. I'm excited to watch on the bulldog side of the ball, the Kobe Dean, linebacker. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be a first rounder. This guy is yeah. so special and so Monster. fantastic. Yeah. And then not draft eligible, but their tight end Brock Bowers is a really Isn't he good. is he a true freshman? Player. He is really good. Is he a true freshman? He's, or really? Yeah, he's
1: I'm almost positive he's a freshman. He's unreal. I was he was on my list too, Colin Isles. Oh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, is like unbelievable he is so good see what he does tonight
0: yes he is good man it's yeah a, there's a ton of future nflers f- future first second rounders playing tonight uh and crazy shit happens on this monday night man the last like if you look at the last 10 years there's been a lot of really good football games and the best ones yeah. in my humble opinion are when the crimson tide don't deliver um but that's <laughs> my own bias uh against my you, are you I taking heard. georgia i'm not not when they're minus three but if if bama if bama scores first scotty maybe first and second i might uh i might sprinkle a little bulldog
1: but then you got stetson bennett to come back i i don't i don't love that formula i think the only way they win is if they if they start out fast so i get yeah, the general theory but not with these quarterbacks i like I am not overthinking it. I like Alabama. They're I think they have more talent, better coach, better quarterback. We just saw them play and they dismantled them. Uh I'm looking at like a like a 31-24, something like that. 34-27, whatever. I think I said the exact same thing for Rams cards, but something along those lines.
0: I think uh you're totally right about the formula. Like if if the yeah. if Georgia's going to win, they're probably going to their defense is going to be dominating
2: right from the start. Um, yeah. So that's I'm that's the thing on that. I, like, not, like, I I got one facet props. of the game is like they just you your Georgia's just not gonna allow you to run the football um, so that's fine I know it's tough so you, you're yeah. putting a lot of faith in Bryce Young but yeah that's they've got Jameson Williams too and I think I'm looking up for Ja'Cory Brooks as well too I think he might have a big game tonight can't wait to oh, watch got a couple dogs fans in the comments alright well hey to our
1: listeners and our, our subscribers I hope you get what you want out of tonight's national title game there. Russell and, uh, and Chris.
0: I'm with you I can't guys. wait
1: to watch. Like I can't wait to watch.
0: Go dogs. Um, caps roll tide. Either way, let's have a good football game. You might, you might hear a little bit something from us at Buck's banter before next weekend. Cause there's just so much to talk about in the football world. I feel like we were all over the place tonight. Cause our minds are just spinning. Um, yeah. Cause we love it. We love it all. So. Thanks for tuning in, those of you who did. And uh, we'll catch you soon here on the Bucks Banter Podcast. Please remember to check us out on YouTube and like and subscribe. I don't give a shit if you like it. Just subscribe to our channel. Thanks very much. Go Bucks.
1: All right. Roll time.